Allison Wien was born and raised in New Jersey. But wait, don't go away yet. That's what she said in her bio. I didn't make that up. She put that in there because she's funny. From doing ballet, jazz, tap, and hip-hop dance from the ripe age of three to conquering New York City now, she has studied and performed both at home and abroad in film, stage, and new media. Some career highlights include New Jersey Shakespeare's Shakespeare Live, where they like take like uh, mush Shakespeare together and take it to schools, which is really cool. Uh, Macbeth with Kenneth Branagh, which I don't know what that's about. I think she was in the ensemble. We'll, we'll talk about it in the episode. And the off-Broadway favorite, Drunk Shakespeare. That's how I know Allison, is I too am in Drunk Shakespeare. And she is before my time, and she's great, and she's back now doing some coverage. She's also, fun fact, in our Charles and Cressida coming up, uh, which a lot of the actors that we've talked to recently have been, because they're an easy pool of people for me to say, hey, come talk to me, because you have to, because I'm in charge of you. Hmm. That's not funny. <laughs> We're doing it. The podcast is recording. Bye, Megan. Bye. Oh, Aw, she's. What's in your mouth? Got a bun. A roll. Do you want to say hello and goodbye? Archie, move. So long. Farewell. Oh my god. Hi guys, I'm doing that um, disappearing co-host thing again. I'm really sorry. She's not. She's she's great. She's great. She's great. I can't I hear anything it. though. Oh no, I can. We wish you could be here too. We'll talk soon. But <laughs> everything's gonna be good. Uh, I'm gonna figure out what's going on with my microphone and my headphones and i'm gonna listen to this fix a broken ear how do you fix a broken heart how do you solve a problem like maria how how do you (laughs) one step at a time one bite at a time hi allison hello my name is david andrew laws welcome to dress for the podcast you want it it, it, it's podcast time it's podcast time and allison's here allison is my guest allison wean hi hello allison wean thank you you don't know this and i don't know this because my assistant hasn't written it yet but i just uh, oh, is it doing a weird thing? Is it written? Wait, what? It's, oh, I can on. kind of hear us. Yeah, I know. Back. I'm going to pause it for a sec. I had the wrong output happening, but now it's better. That's great. It's uh, this first. Today is Friday, August 9th. This is my first of three podcasts. Woo. I just got back from therapy. I feel, you know what I figured out? Open. I feel open. Good. I feel like op- open up the dirty window. Feel the rain on your skin. Oh, yeah. No one yeah, else can yeah. feel it for you. Only you can let it in. No one else. No, yeah, where your book begins? Whatever. The rest is still unwritten. I don't, I don't actually know the words. Natasha Bedingfield. Is that who that is? It is. Whatever happened to Natasha Bedingfield? Good question. Don't know. Is it Bedingfield or Bedinfield? Uh, I thought there was a G, but I could be wrong. I'm just thinking about the etymology of her surname, and she comes where she's from. She comes from the line of people who had their beds out in fields. Bedinfield. Probably. Maybe. Or yeah, they're they're all literal interpretations. Mm-mm. Every last name, like Wean. Wean, I'm just Wean <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> Wee. <Wee-hee. laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I realized at therapy today that I don't want to live in New York anymore, and I don't <gasps> know if that's just that I feel that way today, or if that's how I actually feel, or if I just need a vacation. What a surprise! But Why I do you feel that? Fucking hate New York right now. Ooh. Um. A lot of reasons. Some of them more real than others, but I think what really it is is that i moved to new york right out of college didn't go anywhere else mm-hmm. and uh where'd you go to college again carnegie mellon oh in pittsburgh right. beautiful great beautiful beautiful amazing beautiful city great city i'd love to go back to pittsburgh someday mm-hmm. but i 
left Kentucky to go to Pittsburgh because I was like, boo, Kentucky. And then I left Pittsburgh to go to New York because I was like, ooh, New York. Uh, and then there's this like stigma about being a small town boy, uh, leaving a big city. If I left New York, I felt like people would be like, oh, oh the city defeated. You couldn't hack it. Mm. And now... And so like four years ago, I think I had like a big existential thing where I was like, if I leave New York, it can't be for that reason. It has to be for something else. I have to be leaving New York for something rather than like running away from New York. And now I feel like, fuck that. I can be, <laughs> I can be the reason that I leave if yeah. I want to leave. I mean, if your reason is that you're not happy in New York, then ding, you're ding. leaving for you and it's not. About anyone else and what they think, yeah. whether they're judging you about like, oh, going back to your small town, like who cares? Well, and I wouldn't go back to this that small town where I want to go. You know yeah. where I want to go? Where do you want to go? Swamp Scott, Massachusetts. And I think it might actually be pronounced Swampscott because that's what Alexa said when I was asking her about it earlier. Uh -huh. But it's spelled Swamp Scott, and it's in Massachusetts, and it is gorgeous. Is it swampy? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Jersey has some swamps. Really? Where I'm from. Like There's something swamps. called the Great Swamp. <gasps> I is, swear. Is it great? It's I. Where is it? Uh, northern New Jersey somewhere, really? maybe in I want to say Madison or Morristown. Oh but my! I know the I know those places. There's a swamp there. Great Swamp. Where is it actually? Great Swamp National Wildlife Reserve. Um, right. Is near Chatham. Near Morristown. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look. That's oh, there's a wildlife reserve places. there. That's, That's where I grew up. Not, you grew up in the... Gr I am Allison Great Swamp. Swamp girl. <laughs> Swamp. <laughs> um, That's me. So Swamp Scott's just really cute. It's like 20 minutes outside of Boston. So mm -hmm. I was like, I would stay at home and write and take care of the kids. And Megan would commute into Boston and work and like and, and like like acting in Boston. Yeah. And it's like a half a mile away from the beach. And I was just like... Oh, that's pretty great. That's all the things you that's, need. It's got a backyard for this stinky boy down here. Wow. Um, so that's pretty great. I think I might run away from New York pretty soon. Am I allowed to ask a scary question? Sure. I mean, if you. I'm pregnant. Okay, great. No, <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to start a family? I like, do want to start a family. Because right? I don't think I would necessarily want to have kids in New York either. For the longest time, I was the only person that I knew that did. And I kind mm -hmm. of still do. And I think a lot of that does circle back to that small town guilt of like when I grew up there was nothing there was sticks and stones yeah and if I wanted to get quote-unquote culture I had to go an hour north and I feel like I owe it to my children to raise them somewhere where they can be uh immersed in other cultures and stuff so That's I was true. like I would love to raise my kids in Manhattan and be like now you're self-sufficient. You know how to ride the subway. Look, let's go to a museum. Look, let's go to a park. Look, let's meet people who speak different languages. I guess I would be most scared of like a teenager in New York really? or a young preteen. Mm. Like once I did teach them to to ride the subway, you know, I would think, <laughs> hey. they can do it. <laughs> yeah, I would think like, okay, you know what? You're 12. You can get yourself to soccer practice by yourself or whatever the yes. hell they're doing. But like how would I know if they're actually going to soccer practice or if they're going to their friend's house where their mom's not home and they're smoking weed? Would that be the worst thing in the world? No, I smoke a lot of weed, but... <laughs> it's not crack, right? Like, it's not the worst, but then, you know, uh, it could... Like, I didn't start at like, 12. Why are you going to the you know? Derek's house to smoke weed? Why aren't you coming home to smoke Yo, weed with me? Yo, come smoke weed with your mother. That's also true. You didn't start at 12? When did you... When did you, when did you when really? Did you... I mean, it started late, late in high school, but only very occasionally and I wouldn't seek it out myself. It was mm. like 
if it was around and my friends had it and they offered it to me, then I would be like, oh, okay, I'll try All it. Right. Um, I'm not a square. Right, right. Well, I was a square for most of high school. Oh. For until pretty much my senior year. And now you're cool. Now I'm so cool, man, because like I smoke and like I'm an adult, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I control my own body and I ruin it. I can, I'm an adult. I have income, which means I can either have breakfast cereal, three meals a day, and or smoke weed. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what it Actually, always is. So I babysit too, uh-huh. right? And uh, the the kids sometimes, you know, whatever. they smoke like weed. No, they catch oh. me snacking or something. Or like, you know, they'll see me like I had M&Ms in my bag or something. And I'm like eating candy. And they'll be like, why are you allowed to eat candy? Or like, yeah. how come you can have three bowls of Cheerios? Not that I do, but whatever. Like the kids. Well, first of all, because those are heart healthy as fuck. Yo, lower your cholesterol actively. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you'll have no cholesterol. If you eat enough uh, Cheerios, you'll have no cholesterol in your whole body. I, my goal is to have zero <laughs> cholesterol. <laughs> um. <laughs> I like to tell children that's because the rules change. That's kind the of the rules true. are different when you're an adult. When you're taking care of yourself, and it's your own you you are old enough to be responsible and cognizant of the consequences of your choices i was gonna yeah i was gonna say you're a child Which you can't say to a kid but yeah. well, i mean you can they might not understand it but i was also <laughs> gonna i was gonna say like you're a child which means i have to if i'm taking care of you if i'm your parent right let's let's expand it out to that if i'm your parent i have to live with your consequences yeah when you're an adult you you have to live with your consequences but then also if you live like if you live with someone else, then they have to live with your consequences, right? Megan right. has to live with my consequences. If sure. I if I go to drunk Shakespeare and then I go out after drunk Shakespeare and I have more drunks, more drunks, then I come home. I might feel bad in the morning. That's me living with my consequences, but also Megan has to deal with me going, Hi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like coming in at two a.m. and being like, "Move over, can I have some blankets? Yeah, I'm sleepy. I sleep." <laughs> and then she's like, "Why'd you wake me up?" Yeah. Um. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Uh-huh. I knew this would happen. We could just talk. You, me, we could. We, we could got just, a whole lot of topics. We just chat, chat, chat. But mm-hmm. I gotta start the podcast. Let's do it the way that it starts. Oh, cool. we've been recording this whole time. Don't worry. Okay. But I have a question, which is that I ask you at the beginning. Okay. Which is, Allison, mm-hmm. do you consider yourself a successful person? I kind of knew this was coming. Yes. And I'm going to say. There's like, yes, but (laughs) I could be more successful. Yes, but. Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh, yes, but you could be more successful. Like, yes, I think I am in Pokemon terms, not super effective, but like effective. Interesting. Do you have a type advantage? You got that stab bonus going on? No, I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> don't step to me. I don't bring your nerd game in here. I can't challenge your, your Pokemon knowledge. I'm sure that you have much more than I do. It's true. Um, okay. Why? Why? In what ways are you mm. successful? Okay. So at some point when I was like, okay, I'm going to be an actor for real. Mm-hmm. Like I wrestled with this question a lot what will it mean to be a successful actor when was that um high school college probably only came to life when i was out of college and had to experience it myself and say okay what do i do now that i don't have a show or Mm. like classes to go to or a plan (laughs) like set my own schedule what do i do yeah i was i was kind of at a loss because also right out of school i got a tour 
So like before I was done with school, a Shakespeare tour actually. Oh, that's right. With NJ uh, Shakes. Shakespeare in the Theater in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And I like heard that I was cast in that in October. Mm. So when I graduated, I, I was a three and a half semester person. Oh. So I like ended in December, but then had this five month contract right afterwards. So I kind of looked at it as like a an internship, real life experience. Sure. Getting paid for acting, but still not very much. And, <laughs> you know, living in New Jersey, close to my hometown, it felt it felt like moving back to mom's for a little bit after college. But yeah. I didn't, thankfully, have to <laughs> do that. <laughs> but I was 15 minutes from where I grew up. Yeah, not not a not a safety net very close to the trapeze, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, then after that was over, then I was at... I Actually, no, then I got another gig right after that, which was... Uh, so popular. Macbeth with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yeah. I think I know a lot of people who did that one. It was just because they specifically pulled from NYU. Oh. Uh, like, they had already done the production why. in London. Who were you? Uh, just an ensemble member, like uh, a body in the darkness, one of the people at Burnham Wood. Spooky. Yeah. Did you have words? No words. You just... But we were, like, fought. glorified ushers a little bit cool. so we had a character that we led people to their seats with who was your, what was that your was character? all improv um i was part of the la caber clan la caber they did not tell us to speak with accents in but fact i did. think they said please don't <laughs> <laughs> they were like you're not all gonna be good at this so. and you said okay wink <laughs> and i was like sure i won't Oh, we'll be going across the heath to get to your seats. Like, <laughs> watch I'm, out for the three. I am an expat. <laughs> Welcome to Scotland. I am a pirate. But they transformed the space. It was, oh my God, I keep hitting the it's mic. It's okay. You're allowed to fuck that uh, mic. You've got words to say with your they hands. They transformed the space. It was a beautiful thing. Anyway, this is very off topic. I'm supposed to be talking about when I was like, what does it mean to be oh, successful? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think after that show, which was only a month engagement, uh, then I was like, okay, I have zero things on my acting plate. And I also have zero things on the pay the bills plate. Yes. And I had just moved to New York City for this one month engagement because I also knew I wanted to be in New York City after that. Great. Um, and also like when my New Jersey contract was over, then I was like, yeah, I'm moving to the city. Cool. Wanted to. And so you were like, I'm going to be a actor. Yeah. And is that the vein in which you have been successful or semi-successful? I think that's my semi-successful thing. Because, yes, that's the other thing. Like, success, a successful person, there are many areas in life to be successful. It depends on what are you, what are your goals? Yeah. Were you successful in reaching the goals that you set for yourself, whatever they were? What are your goals? Um, well, lots wanna, of goals. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I always, like, since I was a wee one, was telling people I want to be an actor, and sure. the dream was always Broadway. Great. Because I think live theater is magical. Mm-hmm. And I love it, but I haven't been 100% focusing on it, because I think I tried to do that right out of school. Okay. And was a wee bit discouraged. Mm. Actually, I was in, I mean, because I was in Drunk Shakespeare, yes. which I got cast in it, within a year of being out of school. Um, oh, yeah. You, so you did your five-month tour, and then you did Macros. Well, I could say it, Macbeth. And mm. then, I don't know why I said that. And then... 
How long was it between that and Drunk Shakespeare? Probably only like a two or three month gap. Wow. So I was, I mean, I was very lucky, yeah. but then, then also Drunk Shakespeare stopped. It was three years later. Wow. But, um. Did you Drunk Shakespeare for three years? Yeah. You still pop in every once in a while. I still pop You're still in. still there. I got a couple of shows coming up in September. <gasps> Shut up. Oh, I hope I see you. Yeah. Yay. And I, I got, blah, 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 boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> what? I tried to say actually, but like tripped on it a couple times. Great. <laughs> actually, what? Um, actually, it worked out very well with the Troilus and Cressida schedule mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I'm only on on like Mondays or Tuesdays or something, and they happen to be our dark days. Cool. And like, ah, that's spicy. Kind of great. That's kind of great. That's very good. I am blessed. Sometimes I am astounded at how well my schedule will fall together interesting which because it's such a challenge to fill up your days with things that pay also and things that are fulfilling mm-hmm. um and being an actor making your own schedule sometimes you run into a lot of conflicts you yeah. know and you're like oh gotta ask this <laughs> person can i skip that one thing can i do this you know maybe i'll lose this a couple hours at this job, but it's fine because All I'm right. doing something I love, you know. And you're good at that. You're good at There's always a give and take. And I feel like since high school, I have been kind of the queen of trying to manage my frickin' conflicts. <laughs> <laughs> um what what um what's the non-successful part? Cause it sounds pretty fortuitous. I guess. Well, it's just that I feel like I haven't hit all of the things that I want to do. Like there are big there's goals. More. Yeah. There's bigger, there's better. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm 27. I still think I've got time. You're not, <laughs> I'm not dead yet. You're not a real, wait a minute. What color is your real hair? Oh, I'm a dirty blonde. Uh, is this your real hair? That's um, probably highlighted that's a little highlighted. bit blonder than natural. Your real hair? Yeah. That's, that's the closest. To there natch. it is. Natch, natch. Allison's got some pictures where she got blonde hair and some pictures where she got Real red hair. You'll like that's red. Oh man. That's this is red. Well, you want to hear the story of why I have red hair in the first place? Yeah. So I since high school also have like kind of wanted to experiment with dyeing my hair red, but my mom was like, that's not gonna look good with your skin tone. <gasps> so I was like, oh, shouldn't do it. God forbid my mother would disapprove. <laughs> and <laughs> then I started being a hair model here and there. Whoa. So I get some money when people decide to do my hair. And someone was like, can I do a red? Someone decided to uh, cast me for a blue hair job. <laughs> what? A blue yes. job? Blue job. Oh it's my on God. it's on my Instagram, but you might have to dig. I'm going to dig for it. It's Let's like find probably that. 2017. 2017. Great. You talk more about it. And, and there are only going to be like two or three pictures because I only had it for a week. That's exactly. So Megan's going to chop all of her hair off after we get Ooh. Uh, married because she's always wanted to do that. And she doesn't want to do it before we get married. That's exciting. Um, And I think I'm going to dye my there hair. There it is. Hair wait, blue. wait. Oh, oh, oh. Blue. Wow. Look how blue. Yeah, so actually I was afraid they were going to do like just like blue bl- all like, over like my freaking head. <laughs> this is like blue and black. Yeah, but it was so dark yeah. that they were like, okay, you know, for a minimal fee, you know, they paid me $1,000 or something, and they were like, for a minimum minimal fee, we can change it back to something natural for you. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm, even though the blue is exciting, like this is not really my vibe, and <laughs> I don't think I need to get new headshots with this, like... We should probably keep it close to natural something. Sure. Uh, and then they were like, okay, cool. You know, we. what do you want? And I was like, can you get me back to blonde? And they said, not today, sweetheart. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, 
I guess red would be good. Let's try that. Like, but a natural red is what I tried to emphasize. And then I got fire truck red. That's what I did when I dyed my hair red the oh, first no. time. It was it looked almost exactly like that. It was it was like it was like red. Crayola crayon red. Yeah. Oh, we're, like more than this, or is this? I mean, not because uh, this is pretty extreme. I think that was probably one or two dyes in. Hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I did the same wrong. thing because I was like, I got a red beard. Let me do some red hair, and it turned out just like like Kool Aid. Yeah. Uh, Too much. It was wild. Um, but I and did get like, cast. That's when I got cast in Shakespeare Theater, New Jersey. Was <gasps> when I had hair like that. So wait, maybe it works for me. What were you? I was in Oliver Twist. Oh, fun. In twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 13 maybe I don't okay. know time means nothing anymore um, so besides Broadway which seems like yeah. a pretty uh, lofty goal I wouldn't even say lofty goal just like it's a pretty it's a pretty like uh, 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 expected apex from from our, our career path sure um, what what else what do you want to do what um, you're not doing I love because you do lots sorry to interrupt you after the question <laughs> I just asked you right because you do lots of stuff you do acting and you do you you have been doing we were talking the other night about uh thanks for your cervix which is yeah. like sketch comedy yeah um and you do stuff like that you do like comedy and you do hair modeling apparently yes. and hair modeling is not so much in the realm of wow this is my dream but <laughs> you but it have, was kind of nice I that someone would do my roots and i wouldn't have to pay for it nice so um because i want to talk to you about do you still have all this representation that's on your website just all these people. Great. I want to talk about them later, but remind oh, me. Oh well, Tracy is not Tracy anymore. It's still Take Three Talent, but it's different people. Great, fine. But I want to talk all about that later. But first, what was my question? It was what else? What else do you want to do that's going to make you oh. into a more successful person? So now that I have a couple of years of being an actor and trying to be in the field and actually getting out there doing auditions, etc., mm-hmm. I have more hopefully realistic or attainable goals that are like, I would like to write my own pilot and produce that. Cool. Um, I did actually just co-produce a pilot that my friend wrote. Nice. It's called Sloppy. Sloppy. Yes. And I play the main character, Henny, who is a bisexual girl trying to find her way through life after a semi-recent breakup. But it's really, it's not about the breakup. It's just the matter that she can't, it's it's her journey to find success. Right. Truth, truthfully. We should, and have, we should have Henny on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How different is Henny from you? Uh, well, that's kind of the thing is that I... Well, the thing that Henny does that I don't do uh-huh. is that she tries to represent herself as more successful than she is. Gotcha. Um, and I'm not sure if she has... Uh, I could probably do more of this, but, you know, I should... Henny should and I should spend more time searching for things that are fulfilling. Interesting. You know? Because so my day job is babysitting right. sometimes. And because I met with the writer, John, uh, for Sloppy before it was like finalized, like I saw his first draft. We worked on it and talked about it since I was going to be playing the character. Um, he initially had Slop, uh, Henny working at a bar. Okay. And I said, mm, that's like everyone's dead end unfulfilling job. And babysitting. I would love to be a bartender. You love it? I would love to. I have well, it, but yeah. I think I would love to. So I mean it's not for But no, but go on. It's not for everybody. But I find babysitting to be kind of a confusing, unfulfilling job because mm. even though I like the kids, even though I find building connections with children and teaching them things fulfilling, I am not Does being it- fulfilled in my career 
goals. Mm -hmm. And so I would love it if I was being paid for something that was acting related that I feel like was giving me new skills or teaching me something or expanding me in some way. And like, yes, the children teach me lessons sometimes about just being a human and being a good role model or, you know, probably lessons for parenting in the future. I'm not sure when I'm going to jump on that boat. I'm not anywhere close to it right now, but <laughs> <laughs> where's that? Hey, where's that dang boat? Where's the child boat? boat? Where are you? <laughs> that little, the baby dinghy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so so it's it's about like which I think is a is another very common goal is like uh, letting your career be the thing that sustains you. Fulfilling is such an interesting word, right? That's mm-hmm. why we kept doing Hamlet isn't dead when we started doing it. it was because doing our own work was so much more fulfilling than waiting for someone else to give us a job. Yeah. Um, and that's how I felt for the first couple of years of auditioning for things, going to EPAs. I was like, what's the point of even going to one of these after a while? I've never been to one. It's, how is it? Is it stinko? It's, pretty awful to be quite honest i mean i've never i'm not equity but i am emc right so i'm like even a step above the non-equity people in terms of the shit that i have to go through yeah um like thankfully i can go in and sign up for a list that is right under the equity alternates so (laughs) the people who are non-equity entirely get called after me even if the non-equity people showed up at six in the morning to put their name first on their list yeah and i showed up at 10 and i'm just the first one on my list so you're just you're just uh chest deep in shit as opposed to other people who are like neck deep in shit yeah 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 <laughs> it's a, just a little bit of an advantage There's so many thoughts about the new york city audition scene yeah. um but how's having representation you have a manager you have a legit agent you have a commercial agent it's like Yes, but also no. Oh, what you mean? <laughs> like you have them, but you my sort legit of don't? agent doesn't send me out for anything. Great. And I initially got that agent through my manager, which is why I thought, oh, my manager is a good person to have. She will connect me to other people who will help me with my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially, my manager wasn't even submitting me for stuff. Oh, they like were just she sort said, of like... that's not really my my job she was managing you she was like yeah i'm more of a manage your career ask me questions if you have like let's talk about what's going to make your agents send you out how does she how does she get money um so she can still she still gets 10 percent of things that i book through the agents oh oh, oh. okay um so for example i was doing drunk shakespeare at the time but when i signed a contract i was like that i had before i met you exactly I'm not going to give you 10% of that. And, you know, I sort of like just made sure that our terms were clear before we signed the contract agreement. And she like never comes knocking down my door like, hey, you did you get a check about this yet? You know, where's my 10%? That's good. She doesn't. Yeah. Um, But I'm usually pretty good about just mailing her the check anyway or sending her an email saying, hey, let's have a meeting and I'll bring you a check. Has it been? Has it been useful? Has it been... So the thing is, I felt that it was useful at the beginning, especially when I was first meeting with her and she just got me a legit agent and I didn't know that he wasn't going to send me out at all. Um, Now, more recently, I feel like kind of what's the point Mm -hmm. a little bit and like, oh... I'm sorry if you're listening, Deborah. I love you. You are a very nice woman. She is very supportive, but truthfully hasn't done a lot for my career and so i feel like just with how much 
of a numbers game it is. I I I, I genuinely think within the next fifteen years, uh, we're not going to have managers anymore. I think I think so much of the New York City art scene is, hey, I know Jeff. Jeff can be in this play. Right. Right. Kind of. Um, and I just think I think it's it's becoming an archaic uh, mm. profession. So. I uh, I read something, or rather, I didn't read. I, I heard about, I, I, <laughs> I heard, like, <laughs> saw an article title. I didn't read it. <laughs> but, like, it was like, is it time to address nepotism in Hollywood? Pro- and probably. And I mean, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, hasn't it always been? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> is it time? When is the, is it now? Like, is it tomorrow? Hasn't Why wasn't it, it yesterday? Yeah. It's been time. Exactly. It would be amazing if there were some sort of, unified auditions for we need big things that people actually cared about, you know, like, and it was just whoever has the most talent gets yeah. the role. We need an actor rapture. That would be, f- wow. There's too many actors. <laughs> and then we just need a, just, just. Wow. You have some extreme policies. Not a, not like, I'm not talking, not like a plague <laughs> or like a genocide. You just need to get them out of just the acting rapture. field. You just want maybe, all of them oh, to go be farmers. Maybe an exodus. Maybe that's what I mean. Yeah. Or scientists. Oh, great. Right. There's that saying. Go have of them like, all study environmental science. Uh, there's that thing where people are like, if you can do anything else besides acting, do that. Do that. And I feel like people say that and laugh about it and like hear it. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. If you could do anything else. And then there are people in the, like, I don't act much anymore. And yeah. that's cause like. I do do other things and like can be fulfilled doing other things. Yeah. Um, and I feel like more people, if they were honest with themselves, would be like, maybe I should go, maybe I should go uh, work somewhere else. <laughs> I think truthfully at some point in my life, I might accept, like if I find that I am quote unquote, not successful with mm-hmm. acting anymore, then I would obviously have to find another path. You know, at least just for money's sake. But I, I could probably be fulfilled doing something in a theater that is not necessarily sure. acting. When we move to Swamp Scott, I'm gonna want to write. Right? There you and go. Maybe I'll write plays. Maybe I'll write books. But like, it'll definitely still be arts adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I used to tell my mom when she was like very terrified that me as a child was saying, "I want to be an actor." What if it doesn't work out? She was what like, "What will you do?" Yeah. What else? What else do you want? And I was like, "Um, a writer." Yeah. And she was just like, not better. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not sustainable either. Fireman. Yeah. I think my other answer was like, first female president. There you go. All very, I could do them all. I think Megan's was Indiana Jones. <laughs> I want to be Indiana Jones when I grow up. <laughs> That's good. That's a really good one. Um, How's your personal success? Personal success... Okay, it's good. Yeah? It's okay. Good. I suppose that is um, more like me and just me. Maybe. I, it, can, it can be you and just you, and that's an interesting thing to think about it, right? I, I think something that we differentiate a lot on the podcast is between personal success and professional success, right? Yeah. And I think it's very telling when people, when I ask about success and someone goes, I'm successful because I have this job or I'm unsuccessful because I don't do this. Mm. Um, versus like sometimes people come on and they're like, I'm successful because I really like I have a family or I have, you know, a really good relationship or sure. I have all these friends. Um, and so, but, but you're right. There is also the like, am I successful within myself? Am I successful at being, being an adult Allison. and taking care of myself and my space and all? 
Well, and just that. being true to yourself. I mm-hmm. think of you from an outside perspective. I think of Allison as very as very knowing yourself. Is that is well, that thank you. accurate? Um, yeah, sort of. Or I kind of play the like fake it till you make it game or like nice. just I I realized at some point in my life that it wasn't working to be constantly uh guessing or second guessing myself mm. and Probably in high school and like early college, I might have recognized that my problem is I just desperately seek approval from other people, (laughs) you know, and that could be seen as annoying sometimes or, you know, whatever. Like I have a lot of outgoing energy that I can... I can make strangers in an empty uh, make strangers in an empty room. Is I will make strangers. I will make friends in an empty room. I will make strangers in a room full of my friends. I will isolate myself from everyone and uh, ice, just ice them out. No, uh, what's what was my point? You can make friends. My point is yes, I'm a talkative person and I like to make people feel welcome because I myself hate feeling excluded. Mm. So. Yeah. And is it that like you did did you f- have you felt excluded? Does that come from mm, having felt excluded probably when you, when in you my were in Jersey and everyone like was going young, everyone was going hey give hey uh, Allison get, well, you got your Taylor ham <laughs> you got your <laughs> That's exactly what they said. That's what they say in New hey, Jersey. Allison, you got your Taylor ham. Well, look at me, I'm Allison Wien. I got my Taylor ham. Taylor ham, egg and cheese on a roll. So salt, salt, pepper, ketchup. I'm gonna go to my go to my mall, get my nails done, get my coffee. Oh my god, that's and then I'm gonna get my Taylor egg and egg and cheese. Oh my god, Taylor ham, egg and cheese. That's a lot. That that coffee was really coffee. Coffee. I do know a girl who talks like that. Megan's family talks like that. Some of them. Yeah, it's wild. What are you gonna do? Anyway, am I personally successful? I think. Yes, for the most part. And once again, always room for improvement. Sure. Um, I am in a relationship. We've been together for 10 months. 10 I'm happy about months. it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's getting on. It's long distance. It's like. Because you live in Washington distance. Heights and he lives in Brooklyn. That yeah. is the longest distance <laughs> there ever was. You might as well be. <laughs> Across an ocean. I don't know. Deep queens could also be bad. That's true. But also I've dated boys from Jersey while living in New York. When I started dating so. Megan, she was living in New Jersey. So I feel that. Excuse me. I feel And that. actually one time when I was in Brooklyn, I was like seeing a guy in the Bronx. Very dumb. Wow. That's long too. All right. So this isn't so, so bad. So why do I do this? I don't know. Why do I, Allison, <laughs> why do you do this? I, I don't know. Mm. I can't tell you. Can't tell you. I don't enjoy public transit. I won't say, I won't pretend that I am loving all of these hour-long train rides, you know? Yeah. But, uh... Maybe there's a, I don't know. There's, there's a, probably there's a psychological an anticipation, reason. Right? There's a, like, there's a, like, now I'm on the train for a, an hour. Gonna go see him. Yeah. Gonna knock on his door. Then gonna go, gonna, gonna go... Gonna open dong. up my trench coat. It's gonna go... Show him the... Good lingerie I have on. Oh, have you ever done that? No. That would be a long <laughs> time to be on the subway in lingerie, huh? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, that would not be my favorite thing to do. <laughs> not worth it. Very awkward. Um, and good. And you have friends in relationship and you're Oh, we talked a little bit about this. We mm-hmm. talked about your your what who lives in Jersey? 
My mom. Your mom lives in Jersey. And my brother lives with her. My younger brother. And I have an older sister who lives in Albany, and she is one year married. Oh. oh. And you're close with them, you're close with your mom and your siblings. Yeah, I, I would love to be closer to my siblings. Mm-hmm. I would love it if we just chatted more when we are not together. Sure. But when Me we too. are all together, oh, we get along. Good. Um, My little brother is a confusing one to me. I want to... <gasps> I wish he would, like, just engage more a little bit. Mm. I don't know. He, he tends to remove himself from situations where he feels uncomfortable, and I think that, especially in large group settings, like... The whole family's getting together Thanksgiving. Yeah. He is not about that. He would rather sit in his room or like play video games or be on his phone. And video games know. are tons of fun, though. Hey, I'm not knocking video games. Just saying. They're lots of fun. They are. <laughs> um, Allison, do you have any advice about success? Huh. Yeah. Um, well, I don't even know who said this, but someone somewhere said, like, don't let perfect get in the way of done. That's a good one. Uh, and I think that pertains a lot to success because sometimes people beat themselves up for not reaching their goals or not doing it perfectly, yeah. not doing it the way they planned or having exactly what they dreamed of. Oh, I found it. I found it. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Okay. I love that. There you go. Right? Yeah. Is that, do you do that or do you want to do that? I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. I think sometimes I will hold off on um, like showing a project that I've been working on or whatever bullshit just because, oh, I feel like it's not really good yet. Or like if I show someone a first draft of something, I'll definitely be inclined to say like, this is kind of crap. I'm not sure about this. I don't like it, but like here it is and help me make it better. Interesting. Um, so actually, that's me learning not to be perfect and just let it be a process. Yeah. And understand that perfect is not going to be your f- square one. And yeah, I think success in general, it's a process. It is a process. It's I'm- something that comes over time and you need to recognize the small successes that you have. Or, for example, the personal successes. Because sometimes people just pigeonhole like success into are you rich are you doing your job are you living your dream are you married whatever like if you're not checking every box sometimes you can feel like i am nothing like oh what have i done i'm so useless but like even if you got out of bed today and made yourself a sandwich you did it you did something that's that's (laughs) my thing is i my pigeonhole is i pigeonhole success into am i happy and can't always be happy yeah. And that's got to be okay. That's really true. Um, so I'm working on that. And Ooh, yeah. and on the the perf- don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. I really w- I'm I'm I really want to make I haven't made something in a while. I've been doing a lot of inhaling and not a lot of creative exhaling. Mm. Um, and I really want to make I think I just want to make like a bad like really artsy movie that's like <gasps> this is going to be bad. How exciting. And I don't like I don't care. I just want to like make something. Like a feature or a short or I think like a feature. Like like an art okay. film. Like probably not even a feature. Maybe like maybe like an hour, but just Is it like, going to be in black and white? No, maybe parts of it. I don't not know. Not all of it, but maybe parts of it. Okay. Right? Cool. Yeah. And like I want to do a lot of practical effects that like might look bad but like might be fun to do and Are you like, going to edit it? Do you edit? The, yeah. In the videos? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to do that. 
I that's something that I would like to do is pick up more skills in the filming mm-hmm, mm-hmm, realm mm-hmm. so that I can kind of get it done myself. Yep. But I think that's also maybe something that comes with time. And yeah, you have to be willing to like have a, a few burner projects that you would like get done, but wouldn't be perfect. It's a breakfast you don't project, need to show right? everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then maybe, you know, and then maybe parts and then maybe of it are you good. get so good like, at it that people start paying you to do it. That you make Batman 12. That's going to be your fate. That's going to be you. You're going to write Batman 12. I'm going to write right Batman now. 12. You're going to do everything. Interior. You're going to create Batman Batman's 12. bathroom. Bat The bat room. <laughs> Batman sits on the toilet. <laughs> His tights pulled down. It's all black and He's white. He's swiping Tinder. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> bat, you hear a plop. <laughs> <laughs> That's my movie. Batman 12. Uh, it's all in the bathroom. <laughs> That's what I call it. That's good. Uh, well, let's wrap this dang thing up. It's, okay. It's about time. So I'm going to say some stuff and then I still don't know how to end a podcast. Ugh, whatever. Thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast You Want. My name is David Andrew Laws. My co host in Absentia was Megan Greener. She was there for a little bit. She said hello. Yeah. And our guest today has been Allison Wean. Thank you for being on the podcast, Allison. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you to Dimly Wit, our network. You can go to dimlywit.com to hear this podcast as well as others like Dress for the Podcast You Want with Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano. Um and the Dallas people alive and uh uh, uh all sorts of ooh so many good things but uh, <laughs> <laughs> below so below the fold thank you to our Patreon donors Laura Saint Pierre Patrick Marin and Dr Michelle East I want to go on a six day fishing trip with all my Patreon donors that's how much I love them uh you can go to patreon.com slash dress the podcast to be one of those and and I'll give you some some love. Give Six days is a long time. You long gotta really trip. know those people. You're gonna yeah. If, if you don't before, you're just gonna sit in a boat in silence for days. There's so much silence and fishing. But afterwards, we could talk. We could talk great. while we cook the fish. Yeah. Um. Go to Facebook. Go to Twitter. Go to Instagram. Check all that jazz out. And that is the whole podcast. Um. Dress for the podcast you want. What are you wearing? <laughs> Hosted on dimlywit.com.